Hello and welcome to the Mind Springs podcast with me, Alastair Appleton. I hope you enjoy what you hear, and if you'd like to find out more about us, then visit mind-springs.org. There's a wonderful um, neuroscientist called Yak Pangsep who's been doing practice uh, experiments since the 70s about understanding the neural and chemical underpinnings of emotion. So he works with a mammal. All mammals have the same sort of uh, emotional sort of patterns. And it's, it's really useful to, to think about what are emotions for, you know, what, does, what purpose do they serve? None of, none of the things that we experience on a day-to-day level are kind of pointless. There's nothing wrong with emotions, any of the emotions, negative or positive, from, a, from a, an organismic point of view, from a life point of view. They all serve a purpose. The ones that are negative are meant to feel negative because they're meant to make us do things. So it's very interesting that you, you know, you found it difficult to lay still and you, you know, your hands are putting and your feet are tapping. And because if you're feeling angry, you're send, the body is sending out kind of cortisol and adrenaline to fight. So this is why our fists clench. This is why our feet jig, jiggle, because we're running away in our, in our bodies. So, so, and we're not meant to feel nice. It's not meant to feel nice. It's meant to make you want to get the hell out of there and then metabolize back to the blue brain. So, even though we don't like negative emotions, they're still very useful. And Panksepp, very useful, this is, a, I find, really fascinating, because for ages I used to kind of, a wheel of emotions, and sort of put this emotion in and then put another emotion in. But Panksepp sort of works backwards, he kind of like looks at the brain, looks at the chemistry, and looks at millions and millions of animal experiments and human experiments, and sort of categorizes seven kinds of emotional pattern. There's seven spokes there, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So seven spokes, if you like, of a kind of a, a, any mammal's emotional life. Uh, what do you think some of the, what are the seven key... Um, spokes are what are some of the emotions, emotions yeah. fear is one yeah. you said love okay. now see love is an interesting one well it's interesting because obviously love is one that we're all very concerned with but from Panksepp's point of view he's like rather than the, use the word love he's like well what is it actually doing what is the motion you know what is the thing that's and actually we'll come back to love right at the end actually because love can ca- can actually be all seven in different circumstances and we'll explain that in a bit but what what do you think some of the other ones are uh, yes, he actually he doesn't include the very basic ones like thirst, hunger, and lust. I mean, those are, if you like, you can think of those emotions, but they're more bodily kind of. Excitement. Um, he doesn't use the word excitement, but it's it's there. Again, he doesn't use the. These are, it's, it's very interesting because he's kind of he's going from. Hmm? Yeah, again. <laughs> well, anger. 
Anger, yes. <coughs> Anger, rage. Rage. Anger and rage. Yeah. Any others? Yeah, disgust would, would go with uh, um, with um, thirst and hunger as a very kind of... These are slightly more kind of slightly more kind of complex emotions that kind of usually lead to an, uh, some sort of motion. Yeah. Jealous? Yeah, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting, it's interesting because when I first came across these categories I was like, oh, it's rubbish because that really, doesn't really do the job. But actually it does the job much better than our usual categories. So <clears throat> two very important ones is um, what he calls seeking... And enjoying. So, again, we're thinking about more about behaviours, like the, the sort of behaviour that these emotions lead to. So, seeking is like one of the key emotional kind of groups. And it's, it's driven by dopamine. Remember, we were talking about that in the green brain. The, the seeking kind of system is about... Going out and finding something new could be finding food, it could be finding a partner, but it's it's the kind of desire for novelty. It's this kind of so excitement would kind of come into that as well, and sometimes love can come into that too. <clears throat> so the seeking um, <clears throat> is a, is a is a real really powerful set of emotional responses. Yeah, definitely. So in addiction, that would be the over-seeking. <clears throat> but you know, he, he has this lovely metaphor for like a, a healthy, a perfect example of healthy seeking, the emotion of seeking, is a Labrador puppy that's just been let loose in a new field. <laughs> it bounces around, sniffs, it sniffs everything, runs around so excited. That's seeking in its most positive kind of emotional state. It's, it's excitement, it's curiosity, it's sort of outward, inflected, out into the world. And then paired with that is enjoying. So it's like seeking, 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 and then getting and enjoying. So it's a sort of a state of contentment. So this is endorphins. He doesn't call it contentment, he calls it enjoying. <clears throat> But that's, this, that's a whole other thing of like when you've got something and you've just mm, a delicious kind of cup of coffee or ooh, hot bath or oh, you're cuddling up with your loved one or you know, you've just had a delicious meal. So there's that, that state of enjoyment. So these are sort of paired that you, you know, you, you, you're all kind of dopamined and then you're kind of like, oh, and I'm enjoying it. So when you get addiction is that there's no enjoyment. It's only, you're only seeking. So cocaine, for example, is a classic example of that. <coughs> so then he has fear. But again, he's, he's thinking about it from a biological point of view. Fear is the response of the body to attack. So it's fight or flight. It's those kind of strategies. You know, something dangerous is coming towards you, threatening you, and your whole body kind of lurches towards you know, escape or fighting. So this is fear. 
But next to fear, he puts this one, which is very good. Panic. So again, you're thinking, we're thinking evolutionarily. So fear is the response to danger. Panic is a very similar response, but it's the response to abandonment. So the classic, uh, the classic instance of panic is when a fledgling or a little baby bird drops out of the nest, or like a cub or a puppy loses its, its mother, or indeed a child loses its mother in a shopping mall. So this is, not, this is not fear of being attacked. This is not danger. This is, a, oh my God, I'm separated from my caregiver. I need to get back to my caregiver immediately. And the classic response is to scream and scream and scream and scream and scream. It's panic. It's like, mummy, 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 mummy. And so a little bird will squawk and squawk and squawk and squawk so that the, so that the mother will find them. <clears throat> so these are quite different. Because this one is about getting away from the, the stimulus, the thing that's you know, making it, is presenting a danger. This one is getting back to the thing that we've lost. And what's really important about panic is that panic leads to grief. There comes a point where the squawking bird, the little baby bird, realises that it's making so much noise that it's attracting predators. And so it goes quiet. It collapses into silence. And this, from an evolutionary point of view, is the underpinning of sadness and grief. So this is very interesting because this is a really an understanding of what depression is. Is that we, we're separated from what we want. And we kind of we try very hard to get back to it. And then there comes a point where we realize it's hopeless or actually it's making it us very vulnerable. And then we collapse into silence. And that is grief. So, so panic and grief is the same set of chemistry. It's just on different ends of the spectrum. Sorry, I was going to say, the way you got panic is, like say if you're in shock, would that be also like panic? No, pa- shock is... Well, shock can be diff- different things. Shock is the end response of either panic or fear. It's when you kind of overloaded and then you kind of you go into the grey brain, yeah, to save yourself. So you have flight, fight, and faint. So it's the faint. <clears throat> so all of the kind of things about sadness, because if you think about it in our modern life, there's not many dangers. It's rare that we actually ever encounter danger. You know, you might, a car might come a bit fast towards us, or um, you know, you might trip and fall. <coughs> you know, sometimes you might get mugged or something, I suppose. But that's actually statistically very rare. But being separated from a loved one, being abandoned, this is ubiquitous. This happens all the time, and this is very painful. So panic and grief is a really important sort of spoke. In the, in the kind of in the wheel and then there are two more any guesses one of them nobody ever guesses <coughs> you're, thinking, you're thinking about little baby rats or baby birds or baby chimpanzees 
So one of them is care. So the whole set of emotional kind of systems around caring. So what mothers do to their to their children, what siblings do to one another, which groups in a people in a group do to one another. So it's like when you see chimpanzees kind of grooming each other and picking fleas out of each other's fur. It's again um, largely controlled by oxytocin. And the last one, which no one ever gets, is playing. And this is common to all mammals, all mammals. Really important part of their emotional um, <clears throat> uh, repertoire is playing. Being able to, when you see puppies like go down and they lower their heads and there's a signal to play and then they start to play. Because playing is the way that we start to negotiate our, our position in society. You know, is this a friend? Is, am I stronger? Am I weaker? And so playing is not is a way of cementing your, your relationship in, in society, <clears throat> but it's also about sort of finding your position in it. So you can see that something like love, for example, this is where it becomes a, this is becomes a much more useful or more accurate kind of uh, thing, because love, depending on where you are in, in the experience of love, can be a number of these. So, you know, when you're first, you know, flirting and, you know, this all sort of like lovey-dovey stuff that can be playing or, you know, there can be the love of a, you know, child or a very, you know, fond relationship um, and it can have a great deal of contentment or right at the beginning it can be like very kind of dopamine-driven and very excited <clears throat> and then when it goes wrong, you know, when you're heartbroken and you're like, I love him, I love him, I love him, this can be very much grief-stricken. So, actually, thinking about it in these terms is, can be a bit more accurate because you realise that actually these seven major categories are, are the things that underpin pretty much all of our behaviour. Wanting things, seeking new things, fearing separation, caring for people, playing, <clears throat> protecting yourself against danger. These are all kind of fundamental kind of fundamental motors of our of our being in the world and the important thing about all of these is they're all about our relationship to the outside world which is essentially what an emotion is it comes from the latin emovare to, to move out so it's the, it's always about going back to that sort of single cell amoeba it's about how am i who how am i relating to the outside world Am I caring? Am I defending? Am I playing? So it's a, it's um, it's a really kind of I find this a very useful, a bit confusing at the beginning, but it's a really useful way of kind of just checking in with how you're feeling and what your emotions do, what they actually contribute, what they make you feel. Thank you for listening and please do join us again for more podcasts from MindSprings. You can find out more about us and our work at mind-springs.org. That's mind-springs.org.